please take a Bible if you've got one near you. This morning's reading is from Luke chapter 19, which is on page 1054. Luke chapter 19, page 1054. And we're starting at verse 28. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who, were, those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. Let's, let's pray as we, uh, as we continue with God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the passage that we have just read. We thank you that you speak through your Word. As we continue looking at it now, we pray that you will continue speaking to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, suppose, suppose, I, uh, suppose I got you to do a survey trying to ask people today what they think of Jesus. Who is he? Who was he? Suppose we did a survey asking that. Maybe you were, you know, you were asking yourself, you were asking your neighbors, people at work or school, that kind of thing. What kinds of answers 
might come out. Um, now, I didn't, I didn't have time to do a survey in preparing this, or maybe that's a way of saying I was too lazy to do it, I'm not sure. Uh, but I did a, a sort of very 2023 alternative. I put it into one of those chat bots. I said, if you did a survey, what would you get? And sometimes those produce a lot of nonsense, but um, I think this time, you know, this time it came out with some quite sensible answers. It, three main categories it came out with. So uh, it said some people might give a, a Christian-flavored answer saying Jesus is the Son of God and that he's at the center of God's purposes. Then the chatbot suggested a more, more sort of generally religious answer that Jesus was like a, a, a prophet or a, or a good teacher, uh, inspiring, but not necessarily central. Um, and then there was a third one that was a more secular flavor of that. So saying that Jesus is, he's a historical figure, he's had a lot of cultural influence, he's an interesting moral teacher potentially useful, uh, but again, not, not central. Um, those, those second and third ones, they're, they're a bit different, but actually they're quite similar in a way. One's, one's a more religious flavor, one's a more secular flavor, but they're both saying Jesus potentially inspiring or, or useful, um, but not that central. Um, I was in a school in Ireland a few weeks ago, and it had, you know, those sort of posters they have up on the walls, lots of inspirational little quotes everywhere. Uh, there was one that said, go the extra mile, it's never crowded. It was quite nice, nice, nice sort of twist on things. But picking up on, picking up on one of Jesus's famous lines about going the extra mile, turn the other cheek, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. There's, there's lots of there is lots of good moral teaching that we associate with Jesus. So it's easy to see why, if you, if you do a survey, that's the sort of thing that would come out. If you throw it into the chatbot, that's the sort of thing that would come out. Um, and it does fit some of what goes on with Jesus. There are those good moral teachings, but it doesn't fit everything. And our passage... Our passage today, there's, there's some examples of that in here. Uh, this journey to Jerusalem. Um, I, again, these days of Google Maps and things, I, I looked it up to see what sort of journey we were talking about. Jesus is going here from Jericho via Bethany to Jerusalem. The whole thing is about 15 miles. I don't know how good you are at imagining 15 miles. That's it's about where King's Cross is. So if you're walking from here to King's Cross, that's the sort of journey that happens on this day. Um, but it's very uphill. Jer Jericho's down low. Jerusalem's up on a mountain. So you're climbing about a 1,000 meters. It's like similar to if you were climbing Snowdon. So it's a, it's a, it's a doable journey in a day, but it's, it's quite big. Um, and the last bit of it happens on the donkey. The, the Bethany to Jerusalem bit happens on the donkey. So, 15-mile journey. But if we'd, had, if we'd had longer this morning, if we could have read um, from earlier in Luke's gospel, we'd have seen this is just the last stage of a journey. This journey that Jesus on started back in chapter 9, about, I think, 150 miles away. 
Um, what's 150 miles from here? I put it in and it suggested Birmingham. It's about 150 miles. Uh, you know, so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bigger journey. You're serious if you're doing that. It's not too bad in the car. If you hop in the car, you could be in Birmingham quite quickly. If you, if you braved the trains, then it might depend what sort of strikes or overtime whatevers were going on. Um, but I've never been going a long way, you know, going to somewhere like Birmingham on the train, and I find out the train's cancelled, and I look at the notice board. I've never thought, you know what, it's all right, I'll just walk. I've never thought that, because it would take you days. It's a big commitment. It's a big journey. And Jesus sets off on this big journey of 150 miles. We're seeing, the, we're seeing the last bit of it in this reading. But the first bit of it starts with this question that Jesus asks his disciples. He says, who do people say I am? And they came out with similar stuff to the chatbot. He, he, people say you're a prophet or a, or a good teacher or something like that. And it, oops, I'm going to be careful not to, not to fall in there. Um, and, you know, it, it fits a bit. We see Jesus on the donkey. You know, he doesn't come to Jerusalem on a big war horse, a big charger or something like that. He doesn't come like a, like a conqueror. We, we know of him as being, being, being gentle and kind. And he's the man who's been telling, you know, parables about lost sheep and good Samaritans. There's, there's things that fit with making sense of Jesus as a good teacher. There's lots that fits with that. But not everything, even this bit with the donkey. Um, so, you know, they, they start, they put the cloaks, people put their cloaks on the donkey. That makes sense. You're making a makeshift saddle. You put, put some cloaks on, that makes sense. But then as Jesus is riding along, people are putting their cloaks on the road. Uh, you know, imagine you were out for the day somewhere and you got your nice coat on and you put it on the ground and a donkey walks over it. That coat is going to need some good cleaning. Like that's a that's a, that's a big thing to do. It's not just a small thing to do. That's a big thing to do. And then they start shouting all these 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 great praises to to God and to Jesus. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They're they're praising God, and they're praising God in a way that's centered around Jesus. And some of, the, some of the community leaders who are around, the Pharisees, they can see that the, the temperature of this is it's rising. You know, it's, 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 it's getting, people are getting very focused. Certainly they're praising God, but they're praising God in a very Jesus-centered way. And the, the, the Pharisees think it's getting out of hand. So they say, verse 39, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. You know, this is getting out of hand. Rein it in a bit. And what happens next? I want, I want us to notice what happens next. Because we're used to, to thinking of Jesus as, you know, one of the most humble people who's ever lived, kind and, and gentle and lowly. We're used to thinking of Jesus that way. But the Pharisees come to him. They say this. They say, you know, let's take the temperature down a bit, rein it in. And he says, verse 40, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. 
You see what he's saying there? That um, that if 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 the people weren't doing this, the, the the very creation itself would be crying out. That's a that's a big thing to claim. That's very that's putting a lot of attention on Jesus. Um, there's a guy C.S. Lewis. You know the the Narnia guy, the Narnia author. He he tapped into this very well. I think he put it this way. He said. Um, we often hear talk of Jesus as being a good teacher, but that's that's just about the one thing he can't only be. It's got to be more or less. Because he makes these claims about himself that are that are too big for just being a good teacher. They go beyond that. So and either either they're true and we need to think of him as going beyond that, or something really bad is going on. Uh, if we had if if we had somebody coming down the high street here and and loads of people were 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 praising them and somebody said this is a bit too much and they said if the crowd stop the very the very stones will cry out you'd be putting them in a bit of a bad basket i think you know that's 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 sort of madman or conman kind of talk uh, it, it can't be just a good teacher. And, um, you know, the, the same thing happens as as they get to, uh, Jesus is on the donkey. They come around the corner and there's there's Jerusalem laid out in front of them with, you know, its towers and the temple and the palaces. And they, they come around the corner of the Mount of Olives, maybe, and they suddenly see Jerusalem. And Jesus weeps over it. And he says, let me pick it up in verse 41. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. The days will come when you, when you, uh, the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Now that bit in the middle, it's talking about Jesus, uh, Jerusalem being under siege, and this happens some years later. The Romans come and they do this. They 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 just level the place. Um, and Jesus is is weeping over Jerusalem, lamenting that this is happening. But did you see the reason he gives for it? Very last bit of the passage: because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. And he, he means that time is that very day. That as Jesus is coming to them, God is coming to them. And again, that's, 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 that's a big thing to say, isn't it? He's putting himself right at the center of God's purposes. Right at the center. And he's recognizing that a lot of the people at the time, they didn't get it. Uh, you know, if you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, they, they haven't seen it. It's, it's hidden from them. Now, 
I said Jesus has been on this 150-mile journey all the way to Jerusalem. And on the way, he's been telling his disciples that when he gets there, we know how the story ends. He, he, he faces death. He's crucified, and he rises again. And he's been talking about that as a ransom for many. And he talks about that over and over again. But the disciples, they don't, they don't get it. It doesn't make sense to them. Uh, now, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of us here. I don't know where, where you are in thinking about things like that. Maybe it makes sense to you. Maybe it doesn't. But let me, let me put it this way. And some of our songs from earlier picked up on this. <sighs> Jesus has come as, as God's representative to deal with the biggest problems in our world. There's, there's lots we could talk about. But let me pick one of the biggest, the problem of death. Because death, death comes to us all, one way or another. There's no, there's no escape in it. You can, you, can, you can try and dodge it for a bit. But no matter what you do, death comes and gets you. There's nothing we can do about it. Jesus has come to deal with that problem of death. He's the only one who has faced death and come out the other side. He's the only one who's faced death and risen back to life. That's big stuff. That's... That's not just being a good moral teacher. It's more than that. That's why Jesus is at the center of God's purposes in the world. That's why we need to get to grips with that. Um, and it's why C.S. Lewis's thing about saying that it, it doesn't make sense to say Jesus is just a good moral teacher. He's over and over and over again saying he's at the center of God's purposes for the world. If that's true, we need to take it seriously. If it's not true, then, you know, he's, he's either a madman or a conman. There, there isn't really much middle ground left when you see the sorts of things Jesus claims for himself. One of the, the tragedies, I think, of Jerusalem, the reason Jesus is weeping for it, is people had a chance there. They had a chance to, to, to hear what Jesus was saying, to st take a step forward and, uh, and, and follow him, uh, come, to, come to learn more about him. And some did do that. Some did do that. But a lot of people in Jerusalem, they, they, just, they just stepped away. They didn't really come to grips with what Jesus was saying. And I guess that's very similar for everybody all down through the years and for us today. There's that same uh, question. Do we, do we take a step forward and find out more about Jesus? Or do we, do we take a step away and let things drift? Um, the letting things drift thing you don't have to do anything for that to happen. Our world is brilliant at providing distractions for us. Just keep scrolling, and there'll be, there'll be no end of distractions. If you want a distraction, there's, there's a thousand and one on offer to you. You don't have to do anything to be distracted. Uh, if you want to take things further, if you want to take a step forward in, in knowing more about Jesus, well, I guess that, that, what that'll mean, that'll be different for everybody depending where we're at. Uh, if you don't know Jesus yet, taking a step forward might be as simple as, um, we've read a little bit of Luke's gospel today. 
if you read the whole gospel, it's not very long. You could do it in an hour or two. Read Luke's gospel. See Jesus for yourself. That would be a great thing to do. Another great thing you could do is ask somebody who knows a bit more. Um, if you know Asha, you could ask her since she was up on the platform today. Don't all do it at once. She wouldn't thank me for that. Um, uh, but ask, ask somebody who knows more. That would be a great way forward. Um, if you already do know Jesus, what does taking a step forward look like for you? Well, sometimes it's helpful to ask, what's the distraction thing? What's, what does being distracted look like? Because sometimes it's easier to know the way ahead by knowing what's, what's pulling you off course. What might distract you from following Jesus and taking him seriously? The people in Jerusalem, they had that opportunity, and, and Jesus weeps for them because so many let it slide past. I want to say, don't let that be you. This stuff we're talking about, is, it's, 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 it's matters of life and death. Jesus has come to deal with the issue of death that we're all going to face. Don't let that be something that slides past you. Let me pray, and let me ask that God will help us to, to take these things seriously. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again that you have sent Jesus into this world. We thank you that you sent him to face death on our behalf. We thank you that he is the one who has conquered death. We thank you for this glimpse we've been looking at this morning of, of him arriving in Jerusalem, ready to face death on our, uh, for all of us. Lord, please don't let us be the people who let that slide by. We're all going to be in different positions. I don't know the situations facing each one of us, but I know that whatever's going on, there'll be distractions and there'll be opportunities to, to take a step forward with knowing more about Jesus. Father, I pray that all of us here will do that, that we will not be those who, who miss out, who drift away, but we will take a step forward in following Jesus and learning more about him. Father, I ask that you will help all of us do this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, let, me, let me invite the band to come forward. We have one more song before we close. It's the song, Crown Him With Many Crowns, which fits with remembering that Jesus is the King and the Lord, who is the one who faces death and conquers it. Thank you.